when did you know black was beautiful? Well, I, I think, well, I know growing up where we grew up in, in our hood, it, California, right. Sacramento, We're, California. Uh-huh. Um, all I saw was black beauty. You know, mm-hmm. we, we woke up to soul train and seeing the beautiful black woman dancing. And of course we had, you know, our ebony, our essence, we had black magic around us. And our, my mom in the seventies, I was born in 73, her Afro black power, black magic. It was just what we were around. Mm-hmm. And then we also had family that was really involved um, with black Panther. So it was kind of really always there. Hey y'all, welcome, or actually welcome back to the Color Files podcast. I am your host, Julie Global Wilson. Um, What can I say? This, I cannot believe we're already on the ninth episode. It's crazy. I can't believe I'm actually like a podcaster. It's weird. Um, But I'm so blessed and so excited that you guys are listening, that you're rocking with me. Y'all are so dope for real. Okay, so now today's guest is a self-made millionaire and one of the first to really do it in these natural hair streets. I am talking about the founder and CEO of Curls, my girl, Mahisha Dellinger. Mahisha created Curls in 2002. You know, I meant it when I said she was an OG in this game. The idea sprouted from the frustration of not being able to find the right products for her newly natural crown. Being the CEO of a beauty brand was not really in her plans at all. I mean, Mahisha talked to me about the awful moment she realized she needed to be in control of her own destiny. A job-threatening racist experience made it clear to the former marketing manager that she had to have the power in her own hands. And she couldn't afford not to have an income, especially as a young single mother. Now, the wife and mother of four is an extremely successful, multidimensional businesswoman and truly a force to be reckoned with. Oh, and exciting news, guys. Mahisha has a new CBD-infused hair care line that drops at the top of next year. I am so hype about that. She also just launched a CBD oil product under an entirely new brand called Urban Goddess that focuses on overall wellness. So basically, it's like it's one of those tinctures that you drop in your mouth, and it's like these CBD drops that just make everything amazing, and you're relaxed and glorious, and I'm here for all of it. Mahisha is really doing the damn thing. We talked about so many other things like her event, Black Girls Making Millions Academy, which I had the pleasure of speaking at this past summer. We also talked about the benefits of having a supportive partner. Shout out to our hubbies. And of course, her favorite curls products. My favorite takeaway from our conversation, though, is actually a direct quote from Mahisha. Quote, unquote, to whom much is given much is required. It's a gentle reminder that those who are blessed should always give back. And she truly does. She's just a really, really cool chick, guys. And I can't wait for you all to hear our chat. So let's get to it. I am here with Mahisha Dillinger, which is a whole entire beauty icon who not only is someone I look up to in the industry, but I think you're just a really cool chick. And I like to hang out with you. Yes, ma'am. I love to hang out with you. You are 
hilarious. I, <laughs> I mean, love you. You got to have some humor. You got to laugh through this life sometimes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You keep me laughing. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm so glad you're here. We've had many discussions in the past and I've been like blessed enough to be like in your presence and seeing you want not only work, but also like downtime and us yes. just like Kiki as girlfriends. So I'm really glad to have you on the podcast for everyone to hear about not only your life in the business, mm-hmm. but like your personal life because not only are you entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um I know all of you guys know curls because if you have popping hair and like if you love you like hair products I mean curls is probably on your top shelf of your your beauty products but also you're a mom and you're a girlfriend and you're a wife and so I want to talk about those things too yes I have a lot going on in my life don't I you do, but that's a, a blessing, right? It is a blessing. It truly is a blessing. I have four kids. Can you believe four it? Four whole human beings four you brought into this world. human beings that rely on me. I love it. My, my life, my house is spicy. Spicy. Okay, <laughs> spicy. how old are they? My oldest is 24. She's engaged to be married next year. I can't believe you have a 24-year-old. I know, right? Thank it's you. Insane. I think I look fab. She hates it. You look When we go out together, people think we're sisters. sisters. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't like it. <laughs> And then I have a 15-year-old son, a 14-year-old daughter, and an 8-year-old daughter. So Kiana, Bryce, Isabella, and Kennedy. I love that. My entire heart beats around those four souls. I love that. Completely and utterly. I mean, being a mom, I know. I have a five-year-old son. Everyone hears me talk about Orion So here. cute. And it's just, it's a different type of love. It's like it a is. different type. It just, it, it crystallizes everything that you do. You know, you get frustrated with work or life or that sort of thing. And then you are quickly reminded of the whole entire human being yes. that depends on you. Yes. And you're like... But that's why I'm doing this. The purpose, the sole purpose of why I work so hard is to give them a different life than what I had. Sole purpose. I had my youngest, my oldest, when I was 20. And that gave me, she gave me the drive I needed, the umph I needed, the determination to do what I'm doing now. Because I did not want her to end up the way most of my family is now. Right. And that's relatively young, you know, yeah, it was very this young. day and age, yes. like 20 years old. And a lot of people would think that that was like, oh, well, there goes my hopes and dreams. And for you, it was, no, here's my reason to yes. make my hopes and dreams come to life. Completely. It could have shifted me into despair or just fall back into the, the, the norms I saw in my family. But no, it actually gave me more drive. Mm-hmm. It did. It really did. Um, and so she's my muse. She totally oh, is my muse. Kiana. Uh, yeah, she totally. Cause I, we were, we grew up together, you know, in essence, that. we really did. I was 20. I had a, she said, mom, the other day she said, I cannot believe she's 24 now. I couldn't have had a baby at 20. I don't think I want one at 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she, she now appreciates Everything the about sacrifices. me. Yes. At 24. It took a long time to get her there. <laughs> um, but she appreciates it. Yeah. I love that. And speaking of growing up, I always ask this of my guests, but when did you know black was beautiful? Well, I, I think, well, I know growing up where we grew up in, in our hood, it 
California, right. Sacramento, California. Uh Um, All I saw was black beauty. You know, Mm -hmm. we we woke up to Soul Train and seeing the beautiful black woman dancing. And of course, we had, you know, our ebony, our essence. We had black magic around us. And my mom in the 70s, I was born in 73, her Afro, black power, black magic. It was just what we were around. Mm -hmm. And then we also had family that was really involved um, with Black Panther. So it was kind of really always there. Yeah. It was you, always there. And I grew up in a mostly without money, uh-huh. like poor, of course, but everyone was black and proud. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, not everyone gets that um, opportunity to see beauty in themselves at right. such a young age, even if they are in communities where it looks like them, right? right. Because society is so against that. It's against- so powerful, the imagery. And the, um, you know, not just magazines and media, but like everywhere on television, blah, blah, blah. I mean, rest in peace and grace, Diana Carroll, Mm. you know, like Diane Carroll, excuse me. Like I, like her just power to, to present to the world of what we are, like was so beautiful. Right. But that didn't happen until, you know, when was, when was her first show? She had her first fifties. Was it the fifties or the sixties? The sixties. I think her first show. She was the first. Let's just say it was too late. Yeah, it was way late. It was really late, and the fact that that was a first, and that like, and even as a first, it's not like the floodgates opened. No, it was like it was still work to get to see us completely. So I think that it's really powerful again, that you saw yourself as beautiful, you know, early on, even though the world wasn't necessarily holding up a mirror that said you were beautiful. Right. I think it was, it definitely was because of what my mom, I don't don't even know if she was conscious about it, but it was just what we saw in our world and what, how she lived. Um, I started to shift though and doubt that when I became exposed and went away from my, I was mostly in an all black community, all black Mm -hmm. family of course, um, and all black schools. So I saw us and we were all proud black. But once I went to an integrated school, when she bust me into a mostly white school, mm-hmm. that's when I started to waver and like have self doubt right. was when I was in that environment. Mm. Um, and so that's one of the things that I worried about with my girls as you elevate huh. and escalate, you know, your life, um, and you rise, sometimes you lose that diversity and therefore can impact my girl's mm-hmm. self-esteem. So I'm very, very conscious about that piece, my girl, I don't want my girls to have the same self-esteem issues I had in high school. Yeah. So I make sure that they're not in private school. They go to public school. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to public. Well, we have a great system in public school in our, in our neighborhood. And you're in um, Texas. We're in Texas. Yeah. But I want them to see diversity. I don't want them to be around all monotone, right. monochromatic, I'm sorry, monochromatic mm-hmm. uh, people because I need them to know that they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so while it may not be a lot of black people in our school, there's a, there are a handful, but there's a lot of Indian, a lot of other colors. Right. So I get, I want them to see the world that way and not just the monochromatic look of what blonde bl- blue eyes should be considered beautiful. No, I right. want them to appreciate who a they are. A narrow standard of beauty. Yes. You want yes. them to be, you know, to have a wider to see view. see a wider view of the beautiful, beautiful shades and tones and cultures. I'm yes. all about a lot of cultures too. I yeah. like them to see that and experience it. Well, you are smack dab in the middle of the beauty industry and just kicking butt with curls. I mean, Ooh. it's, tell me a little bit about that journey. Cause you didn't start off in beauty. No, actually, I started off at Intel Corporation, a high tech company. I thought I wanted to retire from Intel until I hit 
corporate racism and knew at that moment, never again will I allow any person to control my financial destiny. When Mm. I had that one racist manager try to get rid of me, I was a young single mother. I didn't have anyone to fall back on for money. It was devastating. It was, it was really, really, really aggressively fearful. I was really afraid of knowing that I can walk in that office any day and my, he could tell me I have to go, you're done. He had that much power because he put me on a corrective action plan. And that Mm. amount of stress was crazy. So once I got through that, I said, this will never happen to me again. I have to figure out how to make the shift. And that shift was entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I, it was, it was why beauty. Well, at the time I was a newly natural mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I had Kiana, but I had just gone natural. And I was looking for products. And that's kind of, as you understand, that's typically the best way to launch a business, an untapped need. So back in 2002, before there was a, you can hire a blogger to promote your brand and push it on Instagram. No, it was way, way before that Mm -hmm. when it was all grassroots guerrilla marketing. But I really knew that I knew what I knew that there were, this was not a trend. It wasn't a fad that women were going back to their natural hair in groves and it was going to continue. So I launched during the cusp of that rise. And so the timing was great. Um, but it was also just an untapped need. And I started very small, Mm -hmm. um, e-commerce based only initially. So that was curls.biz all the way until maybe a few years later, I started getting some stores interested and then distributors were interested and then target called and they wanted to, um, update their ethnic category. Their sales were plummeting in that category. The buyer at the time, blonde hair, blue eyes buyer who for ethnic hair, care, for ethnic hair care, but she got it. Linda Sullivan got it. She was Mm -hmm. like, okay, relaxers are not really kicking anymore. I need something different. And she brought curls and three other brands to come in to redo that whole category. It was, we were in the original four. But sis, like, how do you start a brand like this, right? For someone who's listening to this and saying, okay, that's all well and good. And I have an idea of either for a hair care product or whatever it is, right? right? How much money did you have? Did you get out a loan? Did someone give you money? Were you making these products out of your kitchen? Did you know a a scientist? Did you know like a distributor, a bottler? Like, how do you even do this? Listen, when your back is against the wall, you figure shit out. Yeah. And that's what I had to do. Like, was it like a cuss? I'm sorry. Um, We can cuss all we want. (laughs) Because, you know, sometime you need a a curse curse word to get to make sure that people know (laughs) how you're feeling. Right. And that was the gravity of the situation. And and, and it was it was pretty serious. I'm like, this is either survive survival survival. I had to figure it out because I knew that I didn't want to be in that position again. So I didn't have a lot of money to work with and I did not have a business loan despite having great personal credit. I could not get a business loan to save my life. Mm -hmm. And that's still a challenge for black women and black Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs is funding is still an issue. Um, so I started smaller and I took my personal savings and I hired a cosmetic chemist. It was about $6,000. Did you Google this person? I I did research. So I Googled, um, I knew that I needed someone to create the products. What is that person called? I knew he had to be a chemist, but I realized it was a cosmetic chemist. And I found the Society of Cosmetic Chemists mm-hmm. online, and I went to their classifieds and started looking for someone. And so really, it's all about research. And that's okay. how I found my person. Um, and then we started very small with four products. Mm-hmm. And he cre- we went back and forth with R&D, sent me samples. I test them and sent them back with edits and until we got it where we wanted to be. And then we launched like nine months later wow. and uh, flipped the switch on and I was super happy that I had eight orders. I was like, woohoo, 
someone saw me. I got eight orders. Right. <laughs> that was a big deal on day that. one. So it kind of it started very small that way. But I knew that I had to figure things out. And in a clutch, Mahish will figure it out. I know that's right. But that's great because I feel like some people are like, oh, you know someone or you got, you know, like the fact mm. that this was grassroots. Yes. You grassroots. were like, let me Google who the yes. chemist is and do all of that. I think that that is really powerful for people to see that it's not always just like who, you know, your network or like, you know, that sort of thing. Like you create your destiny yes. Yes. yourself. And I see so many, unfortunately, lazy entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't just launch a product and post on social media and think it's going to fly. Like because of social media, people think that's all it's going to take. There's so much work behind it beyond just social media that you have to do to sustain yourself. I know. And I love the fact that you share your knowledge, right? Mm. So you're not stingy with how you became a success. Right. You've had now a show on own network. Right. Um, and you also have a event, Black Girls Making Millions Academy. Yes, an academy, which I was lucky and blessed enough and honored to come and speak at this this summer. And just that room, the energy, those women, you can tell that they were really passionate Mm -hmm. and that they were so grateful that you set up a... Uh, a, a, an academy, an organization where you could pour into them and that you could bring people in to pour into them right. because we were, it was real talk. It I came brilliant. in there saying like, look, if you want to be in an, the pages of essence, yes, like this is what you need to do. This good. is what, where you need to be in your business and this is how I can help you. And this is how, you know, like it was so informational yes. and and, but they also had fun too. So talk a little bit about the, the creation of not only the TV show, cause okay. that's huge. I okay. mean, Oprah's a network, like hello. And then also the Academy, because I think that's a really important piece that this is not, you're not only an entrepreneur, but you're like, there's this altruistic side to the fact that you're like, I want to make sure that other people experience the type of success I have. Yes. To whom much is given, much is required. You'll hear that from me a lot, and that's how I feel, and that's why I do it, really, to give back. Um, So what happened, I actually was approached about doing a show. It was going to be me and some other black female-based business um, brand owners. So Lisa Price, Mm -hmm. myself, and a few other brands. I'm like, this would be great. Like We were going to talk about the business of beauty and being a black woman in hair care. I was down for that. Um, Lisa said yes. I said yes. And then they asked, like, I think, Curly, Mixed Chicks, and... Uh, Miko. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, I would only do it if that crew, because I want the originals mm-hmm. and not the newer, right? not because not nothing wrong with the newers, but I just wanted to be with the women who started and really got this thing going. Right. Um, but Lisa said, yes, I said, yes. And the other lady said, no. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen. Um, and then we, the producers of that show remembered me and they wanted me to come back to speak to own because they wanted to do a show about entrepreneurship. Female black-based businesses are on the rise up 300%, mm. but less than 4% see that million-dollar mark. Mm. And that was the gap that Oprah was trying to bridge mm-hmm. when she came up with the idea of having some a business show. Mm-hmm. So they brought me back. Um, the executives wanted to see me in person because they didn't think I was real. They thought maybe it was just that I was an actor, maybe. 
Um, and so they said, that, I'm going to really bring her in. It was like a table full of probably 10 people and questions back and forth, back and forth. And I guess they realize I'm real. I'm not a unicorn. Right. <laughs> and then we moved forward. And they, um, BET was also interested, but uh-huh. OWN Act, they really responded quickly and signed the deal, went straight to production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mind Your Business with Mahisha set out to help eight female black-based businesses achieve success. And it was such a sacrifice because I had to go away Oh, to LA, um, like I was gone, what, how many months? Three and a half, four, four months or so away from my babies. Hmm. Uh, I was back and forth, but I was only, I'd be gone for five days, home for a day and a half, Mm -hmm. five days, a day and a half, or sometimes two weeks straight. It was so hard. I almost didn't do it when I realized I had to go to to LA. My husband and my entire family said, we'll be okay. And you're you're building a legacy and a future. Right. For your your children. Yes. You know? And they were proud. Generational wealth, not only monetarily, but with a story. Right. And knowing that you left something behind. Not just a bank full of money. Right. But that- A legacy. You, you pushed the needle in, in a situation. You are part of the storytelling of how Black entrepreneurs in the beauty space rose. Yes. And after that show wrapped, I got lots of emails and requests, DMs to do personal one-on-one mentoring, which obviously I, I can't do. It's just one of me. So that's how Black Girls Making Millions Academy was mm. born, born. It was birthed out of the need to try to help when I couldn't be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, right after I finished, I wrapped taping, I don't know, maybe a month and a half later, we opened, we decided to do Black Girls Making Millions Academy, turn a switch on, and we sold out of seats in less than 30 minutes. Wow. We were all at capacity. Talk and about I, proof of concept. I really, it really, it was, I enjoyed it so much. And my team executed so flawlessly. I was so proud of my team because we ran, listen, there was no CPT time at Black Girls Making Millions. We were on. They came to right. your class, right? They yeah, on five-minute warning. We got to get out. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. We kept everything on time. But the nuggets, the sharing, the information, I was so happy you were there because people always want to know, well, how can I get my product featured? And I wanted you to be real and tell them. And that was such a beautiful thing. I want you to come Mm -hmm. back again for the next round. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. I just loved being involved in, you know, them growing. Yes. Right? I think that that's important. Like, again, I always talk about having a seat at the table and using that seat, right? right? Whether it's at somebody else's table or making your own table, which, um, is important as well. But if they are here, I need to make sure that I'm helping them grow and really giving them like actionable things and saying like, this is how you can take your, your company to the next level. And there was so many great companies. How, so these women find you and they, they find the academy yeah. and then they <laughs> apply because it was so interesting to see just how diverse their mm. companies were. Right. So know? I announced it on my page mm-hmm. and said, this is what we're doing. Go over to this page. And that page continued to grow. But we had, we, I pointed them from my page nice. over there because people were coming to me after the show. Right. So we built it up from the show and pointed them over there. So now that network is still going on. And actually we still have a, a group text, um, a WhatsApp 
with all the attendees. And every single day, there's something there where they're updating on their status, what they're doing, where they are. And some have actually partnered to do different things. Uh Like one of the speakers, Maxi J, has a uh, manufacturing plant for clothing in Turkey. Mm -hmm. So she brought in some people who actually are looking to have a manufacturer. She's giving them great deals. Um, She's also working with one of the attendees as a partner. They went in on this and created this manufacturing plant together. That's amazing. I know. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And Maxie's from the show. She came to the, she was one of the speakers at the um, Pillow Talk. Uh-huh. And so she was episode, I think, six on the show. Yes, this Pillow Talk Mahisha is talking about was so cute. I wasn't there, but I watched it on IG Live. Yeah. Um, I was in my hotel room. <laughs> enjoying. On, right, amazing. enjoying and chilling. But what you do with the attendees is really great. Because not only are there like seminars, obviously, because uh-huh. you got to put the work in and right. you want to make sure that they get the knowledge they need to succeed. Right. But also you have like cocktail parties and there was like, there was a whole, like there was entertainer, there was a comedian. And then you have a, you have a yacht party for them. Yeah. And then there was this pillow talk situation where it was like a, you had all these like, um, personalized, um, robes, uh, robes yeah. like silk Pajamas. robes. Yeah. And you would just sit there on the floor with them and just really have a kiki. And yes. I think that that's also something that's really personal to like black women right that we're set there is this like sisterhood right that like not only are we going to be in a room in a boardroom talking about how to take your your business to the next level but i want to just like sit and like have a kiki with you in a room a candlelit room Mm -hmm. in our robes and like really talk about you know how we as black women can you know, take over this industry. Yes. And the key thing about starting it and opening it up with the pillow talk was to take any barriers down, just remove them and make them comfortable with each other and with me. And so that's how we started. And that that created the mood and people started to connect because sometimes, you know, not all sister girls can be friendly. We had to make sure we got it together. Mm -hmm. Let's snap it all. Let's get it together. We're here for positivity. Uh And we had to change some people's most, I would say 98% of the people came with great positive energy, but there are a handful that needed a little bit more. Listen, we're here positive. Okay. So we're going to keep it that way. And we want to make sure we shift that the way we deal with each other and how we react like in, in total. I feel like sometimes all the time, your attitude can take you places or can hinder you. Mm, it really determines you determine how far you go, how you think. And so I had to help people change that, you know, their processes. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was great because once we left that, the pillow talk, it became such a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So the next day they're ready to go and they're comfortable with each other. Yeah. And I wanted that. I wanted them to welcome each other and embrace each other. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that people don't know. Right. Because I think I follow you on Instagram, obviously, and everyone else should as well. But you know, it's, you see the triumphs a lot. Mm. Right. And you don't yeah. necessarily see the th- the in-between of like what it took to get there, what it took to be able to say, I have, you know, a million plus dollar business and like, you know, so I want to, I like to keep it funky fresh here at the color files. So I'm going to need, I'm going to need you to keep it funky fresh. Like what are some of the challenges that you see as a woman, a black woman, whatever in this industry Mm. and, and reaching your goals? Number one, the first thing, 
was very interesting to see that despite <laughs> that we are a brand for ethnic for black women mm-hmm. that most of the power players aren't and the people that are making decisions about what you're going to buy or what's going to be on their shelf they aren't getting the respect initially was challenging until they saw the numbers hit mm. so those partners that sometimes they say well i think out the gate a lot of people probably didn't think we would still be here or the category would still be here. So there was a a very dismissive attitude about us. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that shift though, as those numbers started to like, they started to see this is not going anywhere. Then all of a sudden they love you. But that Mm -hmm. was kind of, that was interesting Interesting. to see that. Um, And I won't drop any names, but I mean the partners, you know, some of the partners you had to work with. Yeah. They had to be, they had to, they had to level set and really level up how they felt about us. And I felt like we had to almost push that envelope. I know I did because I'm not going to be disrespected. Mm, I know that's right. I work too hard and this is my baby. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is my fifth child. So I take it very personally, everything about my brand. So that was interesting going in and then going, and then also starting out, um, as a startup is much easier than today. Meaning Mm -hmm. starting up and growing a business, I feel is a lot less stressful than being where I am now and keeping that it's right. way more stress where I am today. Yeah. I was about way to more. ask you is, is what's your stress level when it comes to keeping this dream alive and, and this, cause you have to keep moving up. Right. Because like, if you going down, you are out the door. Do you feel like you have to constantly be introducing new lines and, um, you know, new products and new innovations and like just wowing people left and right because their attention span is short or, um, because of there's other competition coming in. I mean, this, you know, there's a lot of companies now now. coming in saying, Oh, we want these black women's dollars. Yes. A lot. So I think there, there is a level of pressure that is put on all of us to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't let, I, I don't let that drive me because guess what? If it, if I just throw something out and doesn't perform, guess who's going to pay the bill of that not performing. That's Mm -hmm. a huge ticket when you get pulled off a shelf for not performing, Mm. oh baby, it's big. Yeah. So I have to remind sometimes my partners, listen, this is, are you going to take that, that bullet if it doesn't work? Well then let me produce as it makes sense. And so I constantly put a block on that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to produce what makes sense. So I'm never just throwing stuff out there with just another, another collection with a different ingredient. No, it needs to be purposeful and intentional and strategic and serve a need. Effective. Of course I won't do anything effective. I mean, I always say black women, you can't, you can't fool her. Right. You can't fool us. Right. Like it better work. It better work. Because if well, it that's doesn't, a no brainer, we have to, we're effective. Out. We're so loyal. Right. right. So when we find products that work for us and have been thoughtful, mm-hmm. um, about our needs, right. We will ch- go tell that we will tell everybody. We'll be like, you need to go pick up this right. and you need to use this. And this edge control is like right. uh, iconic. And so you can't just come out the gate with trash. No, totally not. <laughs> that's a non-starter i mean of course that's assumed yeah um but everything else on top i I mean i have to have a purpose behind what i'm doing not just for the sake of fulfilling a need to have some new items out on the shelf 
because that'll get you in a hole really quickly. Do you have favorite products? I know it's like everyone says it's like choosing your favorite child. I know. But I'm like, um, every mother has their favorite child, right? Do, so really? <laughs> see, coming from mother one. Right. Let's see what happens. I'm like, I know, but I'm just like, I, mean, I know. I come from a family with three, you know, I have two siblings, but I just really feel deep down inside. That you're the favorite? my mom's favorite. Um, does sorry, she, Janine and JoJo, but um, I just think that... Does she admit it? At least, no, I don't think she would ever admit it. Okay. Like, she loves all of us, but I'm just like, I think there was a good period there that I was the favorite. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I feel like with mine, I think, um, except for, I feel like their favorites during- their seasons. Seasons. There we go. There's seasons so, to it. Not, not favorite in a sense, like, this is my favorite child, but right. like, when Kennedy- is giving me the blues, right. which she does a lot because she's a I'm baby. I'm going to go over here and get this she's love off from the this chain. Child. <laughs> I sent it to dad. I mean, Izzy are going out to get our nails done. Right. I still love my baby. I come back and kiss her, but I'm like, right. okay, I'm going to send you to daddy now. Okay. I'm going to go hang out with my girl, Isabella. <laughs> What's but, the season for? What product has your heart right now in your line? It's seasonal. So, you know, right now, all the way until probably November, I'll be in the jellies, like mm-hmm. the blueberry jelly, and the switch to creams in the winter. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, if you look at my shelf, like it's mostly blueberry okay. collection. I mean, iconic. But I do have in my shower probably every other collection too because I'm doing my my pH balancer with the green collection mm-hmm. and then I'm also rocking out different masks depending on what I'm doing, my mm-hmm. protein treatment in between. So I would say styling, I go to blueberry first. Absolutely. And then I'm washing with a little bit of everything and mix. That's kind of my showers mix up with a bunch of shampoos and masks from the curls line. But I think right now, really, we're all rocking the CBD hairline yeah. that I'm rolling out next year. I the dope hair collection. For this. Now that it has amazing properties. I, I'm so excited about the dope hair collection. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit because I think that that also plays into the fact that you're not resting on your laurels. Right. Like you have this amazing company with curls and people love it. It's, you know, cult classic favorites in there. I mean, that edge control is right. Everyone loves just, it. I mean, award winning essence award winning. Yes. 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 Um, and, um, but you are expanding yes. and I think that that's important as well that you are, you're like, um, I'm I'm not just a one-dimensional businesswoman. Right. We are expanding and you're expanding into a category that is booming right now yes. and like you know the cannabis like cannabis world love. is yes. like everyone is like well, what CBD THC all the things right? All the things. What is this CBD world look like for you in this new brand? It looks like a new a whole new world for me. You know I feel like I'm starting over like back in 2002. Mm-hmm. I'm at a square one. Right. Okay? So it's kind of exciting. Very exciting to be square one for. So Urban Goddess is my brand of CBD products, like my oil tinctures that you have. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of other items are coming in that collection um, to release your inner goddess. So the tincture is the one you put in your mouth. Yes. If you don't know what a tincture is, you put in your mouth and it helps calm you, relax, just like but also brings a lot of clarity and just allows you to like focus. focus. Yes. Um, but you're also expanding this into actual hair care. 
Yes. So under the curls umbrella, we'll have the dope hair collection Mm -hmm. and that has CBD. Of course, we're playing on the spin on the word dope, Mm -hmm. which people still assume that CBD has THC in it, which is the part that gets you high, but it doesn't. It has usually very small amounts of traces of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the CBD oil and the benefits of it has transcended beyond just your body, but also skin and hair. Right. So it, for skin, acne, f- fine lines, wrinkles, smoothing your texture I for mean, your they hair. they put CBD in like mascaras now. Yes. Like, I mean, it's a whole thing. And makeup, thing. like yeah. powders and stuff. It's a lot of amazing benefits to it. So I thought this is something that has great clinical data. I need to definitely do a treatment line with it. Yeah. So we're playing on the word dope. It's a retro 90s kind of feel. That's why we're wor- mm-hmm. working with the word dope. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you know I love dope. Oh yeah, dope things on my desk. Yeah, dope stuff on your desk. That's a word that I use a lot. I'm like, if I had a dollar for every time I said the word dope, I'd be a rich lady. That's your word. (laughs) I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, because I just think it encapsulates. I think dope is just like one of those words where you're like, yeah, tells a story. Dope is like. It, you don't have to explain it when you, you say don't. that's dope. And when someone like, yeah, when you say something's dope, they're that's like, dope. oh shit, that's dope. I need that. Yes. Like, oh, like yes. you, you like, this is a real like cosine when that's you say something's dope. That's why we had to put that on there, the dope hair collection. I love it. I'm excited about and it. And so it comes out, you said top of 2020? Yeah, 2020. Well, actually at the end of this year on curls.biz. Okay. Yes. Okay. End of this year, but 2020 in retail. Oh. God. So we're waiting. Some of the retailers are a little nervous about CBD. So they're kind of, right. you know, him and Han a little bit, a little nervous to see who's going to do what first. Right. Um, but they're okay in certain areas like creams and stuff. Uh-huh. But the oil tinctures, not yet. Those big yeah. retailers aren't aren't going there yet. Yeah. They're looking for That's the, tough. yeah, the smaller, like non-threatening creams. You're so badass. You're such a boss. Oh, thank you. What, what does your husband think of all of this? God gave me the right partner. For real, because we're yin and yang. Like it, he picks up when I drop balls. We're like catching each other, balancing. It's so much going on in our life. We have too many kids in the house, and two of us. They over. They can coo do a coup in this house. If they right. wanted to because there's more You're of them than us. We're outnumbered. He really supports me. Like nobody's missing. Like when you're telling me the story about your husband and moving, yeah. pushing you into that story, yeah. he's the same way. And I feel like we're so incredibly blessed yes. to have that support. They're not intimidated. No, they they respect the strength right. in us and our boss assness. Yes, <laughs> if that's a word, I'm gonna it make it up. It's a word, but that you know they they love the fact that we can hold our own, yes. right, and that we can co- go into spaces and own them, right? Yes. And we respect the same in them. Yes. But like, you don't necessarily find that all the time. I have a lot of no. like single girlfriends. I don't want this to turn into like a dating podcast. A shout lot, out to me Char- too. Shout out to Charlie Penn. But I'm just like, I see a lot of women who I know a lot of women who are single and just so powerful and like it intimidates men. And they're yeah. just like, I got to be the one to wear that, those power pants in the relationship. And I don't think that there needs to be only one pair of pants. Like my husband wears a pair of power pants and I wear mine and we have our lanes and we support each other in those lanes. And I love it. And I feel like, you know what? He's also, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky. We're blessed. All of that, because I don't think that's always the case for everyone. Right. But I like that we're able to be fluid with it. Like Mm -hmm. he's able to pick up and do dinner if I don't have time to do dinner and there's no ego with it. 
Mm. You know, and if he has to, you know, get in the background for minutes as I'm in the forefront, yeah. he's fine with it. Right. I mean, it's a team. It's really yeah. a team. I think that that's really interesting for our listeners too to hear about because a lot of the times black women are the head of households, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are making more money or even if they're not are the glue are mm-hmm. the, the matriarchs, matriarchs, right? Yep. And so that comes with a lot of stress as well. And so yeah. how do you self-care? Do you have a squad of girlfriends? Um, do you, how do you... Self-care, that's a good yes, question. How, how do you pour into yourself and like honor Mahisha, right? Person because Kikos. you're... I know. I heard. Turks and Caicos. That's so it. I've been I've been invited by Mahisha to go to Turks yes. and Caicos this spring with some other girlfriends yes. in the industry that we love, Ty Beauchamp and Kalana Barfield. Yes. Um, and I have to take this invitation because you have to come. It's needed. We need totally. time together as women, as black women, to pour into each other so that then we can come back to our spaces mm-hmm. and um and just command and, and yeah, and thrive because I just read a, story, a study the other day that said that they that psychologists see a benefit of having trips without your family, your kids mm. to recharge, and it yes. makes you better when you come back. I already knew that, but I had right. I showed my husband like, look, see, there's data here. Right. <laughs> so, so when I need to go three more times, <laughs> you won't be upset about it. Right. But no, he's easy breezy with that. But I really do feel like that's my time to recharge. Mm-hmm. And I love the ocean. There's nothing like me being, I just veg and mm-hmm. listen to the waves and watch the waves and get into the waves yes. and forget about work. That's the best way for me. That's my best self-care that yeah. and massages. And then I do have great friends in Dallas that I like to entertain. And I, I really love to throw a good party Yeah, at my home. I love to entertain at my home. So you're feeling like you're recharging in order to make sure that all of the work and stuff obviously can get done, but where you have peace. I need well. peace. Yeah. It's hard. I put up a post this week around about like how does everyone self-care, mm. right? And it's so and my my comments were lit and I loved mm. it because everyone was saying from, you know, I take a bath to I take yoga or there's this app that I really love or acupuncture or sis it's called a glass of wine and a that too. and a joint. Like, <laughs> you know, I just love to see how my IG family cuz it's a mixture of my real family, my real friends and people I just have connections with on uh-huh. this social media platform that I really love giving me like spilling the tea to say, "Hey, this is how I see you and I want to share with you what I do in order to recharge and to reflect and to reset. And I kind of love that. And I think it's important for us to be able to perform at the highest level, to be able to launch new companies, to be able to keep running the companies that you have yes, so that you can like do that with like continue with clear, with a clear space and sanity. Um, cause you can get bogged down easily and it's a lot of stress in the space. Yeah. I mean, in most spaces as an entrepreneur, um, to continue the growth and the, mm-hmm. and, and when you are the brainchild and responsible for all the families mm-hmm. that are on payroll to sustainability of the business to development yeah. R and D, I mean, it's a lot. So yeah. I do have to recharge myself. Yeah. It's a must. I know it's a non-starter. Okay. Before we go. Is there anything else we need to know 
about Mahisha because I know we know the business side. We've gotten to know you a little, a little bit more about you personally. Um, I'm going to find out more when we go to Turks and Caicos. Oh yes, when we you turn will. Up. <laughs> um, but is there, th- is there anything that you want people to know about you that they don't, because we've seen you on TV obviously, and you have the Academy and you, we love your products, but you know, this is a space where, what do they, what do, what, what do you want people to know about you or what do you want to leave behind other than your, your business legacy? Beyond curls. Um, one thing I don't know if people know a lot is the fact that I'm, and they may know this, I don't know, but it's a big part of who I am. I am a, I'm a, a real diligent believer, um, of, uh, in God. Okay. So mm. my life is faith-based and I, I and I give all of the, the honor, the glory, mm-hmm. the thanks, and Amen. all to God. And so some people have said and advised me to keep that on the low. Like, no, no, no ma'am, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Because yeah. right. he has blessed me. And I'm going to let it be known. Yeah. Um, so people, I, and, I, and I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not fearful of it. If I lose business because I'm a believer and what I believe, then it, it will be gained back. It'll come back. Help your business. And so to know I, people I, I, that, to know that, for people to know, excuse me, that you are someone who is of faith and, and, you know, of a higher being, whatever it is, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I say that to people a lot too. It's like, it's God or it's the universe or it's the light or whatever you believe in, some higher being that is, you know, blessing us mm-hmm. with, you know, these moments in our lives to live out our dreams. Mm-hmm. And I think a hundred percent, like, you know, it's for me, it's Jesus. Mm. And I saw DL Hughley talk about, and he got a lot of backlash about it. He said on his box, on one of his posts, you worship the same Jesus that the slave master gave you. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, that is so, DL, that's kind of hard. Interpretation. That's hard. That's hard. hard. So I, I, I don't know. I don't believe. I don't agree with that. I, don't I feel like this, this Jesus. I, I don't believe that. I know that everything that I have been able to happen in my life has been because of God. Yeah. And that's how I believe. I, love I it. can't take it any other way. So I don't agree with you deal on that one. Right. On that but note. I love that's part of your journey, right? It's, it's part of my journey. I, if you listen, I have been through so much. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody but God doing that for me. Right. What I've gone through and not been insane, all the stuff I've gone right. through, it's nothing but Jesus. I'm right. sorry. And building so, these businesses and having kids along the way, four children. Four. I mean, being a mom of one, I'm like exhausted. I can't imagine three more well, once lives. You, I mean, once you get, well, okay, one to two is probably the hardest mm-hmm. um, jump. Right. But once you go to three, it's like, ah, uh, you can go to 10. <laughs> three to 10 is, is there no any difference. more kids in your future? No, ma'am. <laughs> You're like, what shop is closed. It's closed. <laughs> it is closed. We were, we had, a, we got pregnant with the fifth one, but we lost the fifth oh, one. I'm sorry. But it, you know, that God was in all that. We right. understand the baby wasn't strong enough, but we, I, I, I'm glad I have four. I'm really, yeah. I feel like I'm blessed. You know, I have my, my life is spicy. It's so fun. It's chaotic at times in my house. There's always something happening. Funny. Yeah. With somebody, with two of my kids, some right. someone's doing something crazy, funny, fighting, and I realize it keeps me young. Yeah. P.S. Do any of the kids want to get into the business, take it over, be a part of this empire you're building? 
Isabella, the one that I'm going to bring here, uh-huh. the one I told you about, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. that that girl is something How else. How old is she? 14. 14. And she's she like, will be the one. Mama. Not the 24-year-old who got give fired me the tor- three times. Give me the torch when you're done. <laughs> she's going to be the one. Yeah, my one, my 24-year-old got fired three times. <laughs> So she's and so she came back just a few weeks ago as a contractor. Okay, (laughs) I'm like, no, you're you're on probation. Let me see how you're going to act. That that must feel good to know that you're creating something that your family also wants to carry on. Yes, I think I think two of them out of the four. Okay, two of them. Kiana thought that. She went, she worked for me from high school all the way until she got fired the third time uh-huh. and went out into the real world and realized it wasn't what she thought it was. <laughs> and they came back. I'm like, I told you, right. it will never be as good as it is working for mom. I mean, I right. know I'm a hard driver, right. but some of the things you try, you do in the office, you can't do anywhere else. Exactly. Like you can't roll in right. where you want. You can't, you know, control your hours and tell me what, what you're not going to do in a week. You can't do any of that. Like right. you have to do what they want you to do. Right. And especially as a black woman, you have to prove yourself more than your counterparts. Right. And she saw that going in. She realized that was legit. She didn't didn't know. She didn't know. Poor thing. I love you. (laughs) Boss mom too. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for for having me. On the color files. And I cannot wait for Turks and Caicos. I've never been. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start doing my squats now so I can get right and tight. Um, Are you a beach comer or are you an activity kind of vacation? Both. Okay, so we I can could do like chill on the beach all day long. One day with a yacht, another zip, day beach zip lining. Like, okay, I don't like. I'm an equal opportunist. Okay, when it comes, I like to, to do a little of everything. Vacation fun. Okay, so sign me up. Sis. Awesome, we're doing that. All right, Love thank you. you for having me. You guys, thank you so much for listening and be sure to catch other episodes of The Color Files with guests like Tracy Ellis Ross, Misty Copeland, Iman, and Sir John. You can find The Color Files on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Let me know what you think of the show. Leave an Apple review, a comment, or say hey to me on the gram. I'm at Miss Julie, M-I-S-S-J-U-L-E-E. And I'm at hashtag The Color Files. And I may read your comments on air. I really love y'all and I thank you so much for the support. Talk soon.